I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We thought we'd just go through some of the news stories that have broken this week and some of the rumours getting around. We're reading these off Clarkie's Rugby League. Colin puts up the news every single week, every single day, sorry, uh, for you guys to go and have a look at his page. Uh, but I thought I'd just go through and give my live reaction to some of these. And some of these have been sitting out there for a week or so, but I just haven't been able to respond to them because I had no fucking voice during the week. So I thought I'd just go through quickly, uh, go through all these, give my live reaction, uh, and let you guys know what I'm thinking about these ones. So the first one. Jake Avarillo. The Dolphins have reportedly met with Jake Avarillo and offered him a three-year deal worth more than 400k each season. I will start with this that I have heard from now multiple places that it is very likely that you will see Jake Avrillo at the Dolphins in the future. And personally, I think it's a really good signing. I've uh, I've always been a big fan of Jake Avrillo. Uh, even when he was playing halfback, he wasn't doing incredibly well there. Uh, and I was I was still beating that drum saying, hey, he's a really good footy player. He's just being played out of position. He is so blatantly, obviously, not a halfback. I'm not totally convinced on what he is, to be honest with you. I think he does well at center. I probably think fullback's his best spot, but I don't think he'll be in that elite class of fullback. I don't want to see him become a 14. Uh, but I think center, wing, and coverage at fullback is the sort of guy Jake Avrillo is. And I mean, if you get worst-case scenario and, you, you know, injuries hit, HIAs, whatever, mid-game, and you have to play him in the halves, so be it. He can handle himself there. But Jake Avrillo for the Dolphins, I think this would be a really good signing. And doesn't Jake Avrillo just feel like a guy... He's obviously very talented. He can jump into a range of positions, um, but I think we all agree that sort of outside backs is his best spot. He's got a bit of X factor. He's able to go head-to-head with some of the best centers in the game, and he is able to get the, the, the better of them at times. So I'm very interested to see what happens when he goes and joins, you know, a team under Wayne Bennett, a team like the Dolphins. I think he would fit in really, really well up there. I think he'd be a very, very handy guy to have in your squad, and I'd be so excited to see what Wayne Bennett could do with him. I think that, you know, his career so far at Canterbury, 
I would argue he's never really had a top shelf coach. I would say Cam Serrato is probably the best guy he's had. But even then, Cam Serrato is in the very, very early parts of his coaching career. I would quite like to see uh, Avrilo under a guy like Wayne Bennett and see what he can get out of him. When you consider what he's got out of other guys up there at the Dolphins, I think the Jake Avrilo signing could be a really nice one. A real a, one that'll sneak under the radar a lot for many people out there. But I think it could turn out to be a really good signing. So I am hearing that that will play out. Jake Avrilo to the Dolphins. We'll see how Canterbury responds to that. They're obviously trying to keep Paul Alamotti, and I think that he'd probably be the guy that they will prioritise over Jake Avarillo, uh, rightly or wrongly. I do think that's the direction they will go. They've got Stephen Crichton arriving next year. They've still got Hayes Perham there. Um, you know, they've got guys like Skelton, Blake Wilson. They've got a heap of talent there at Canterbury. So I think they can afford to lose a Jake Avarillo. And I think, based on how much the Canterbury Bulldogs have... Um, have prioritised uh, Paul Alamotti over the years. I think they'll want to see more out of him than just, you know, one or two seasons in first grade. So I wouldn't be surprised if this one does play out. Now, this next one's a little bit of a giggle. Every year I sort of have, have a call that goes belly up that I think, fuck, I'm going to wear this for quite some time. Uh, I thought it was going to be Nico Hines at the start of the season, but uh, turns out I think people have more more enjoyed this bad call from me. Of course, Sonny Luke. Now, I've been tipping him all season that come origin, he'll play big minutes. They're preparing him for big minutes. And um, so far, it looks to be the fucking opposite. I have no idea what to read into what's going on with Sonny Luke. I had him in Classic. I had him in Draft. Um, Classic two weeks ago, I actually let go of him for Jacob Little, uh, which caused a little bit of controversy. A lot of people blew up and sort of said, hey, I'm only holding this fucker because you told me to, uh, which is fair play. Uh, But yeah, I moved him on for Jacob Little in Classic. And then about six days later, I was sitting there with my draft team, had a look at the waiver wire, and who was becoming available the next day? Jacob Little. So I actually um, I did the same trade in Classic and in Draft in the same week, which is very, very rare. You do not see that very often, especially in a deep comp like mine. But Sonny Luke to Jacob Little was my move in Classic and in Draft. I'm just, I, I just can't work out what the hell is going on with Sonny Luke, and I keep... My people that I get mail from at the Penrith Panthers, who have been, you know, pretty good throughout the year, to be fair. They've called Zach Hossings on a number of occasions uh, to be ruled out and got that exactly right. A few other things that have popped up uh, throughout the year as well. But this Sonny Luke one, I don't know, it just feels like everyone's scrambling to work out what Ivan Cleary is doing with Sonny. Uh, he's not a young guy. He's 26 years old. He's been around for quite some time. Very, very talented guy. I don't think you can deny his talent. But I think so far in first grade, we haven't seen the absolute best out of him. And you know what? If you've only seen Sonny Luke playing the limited minute role this year, if you haven't watched any of his New South Wales Cup stats or whatever, I completely understand why you don't rate him. Because I think there has been a couple of times this year where he's come on late in games. And I think he's made poor decisions. He's run at the wrong time, which hasn't really been who Sonny Luke has been for quite some time in reserve grade. So I am still hopeful that Sonny Luke can turn it around and can still really have an impact for the Penrith Panthers. But so far, you've got to put a cross next to my name as far as this call goes because he has not played the minutes that I said he would. And I'm not sure if he looks like he's going to. I was hearing there was a very good chance that Mitch Kenny would jump into that 13 role during the origin period. According to team list, unless it changes later tonight, it looks like that's Matty Eisenhuth. So um, it probably would be just about right for me to write myself off like this and let it all play out tonight. Sonny Luke play 60 minutes, but it does not look likely in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but Sonny Luke, he has officially re-signed with the Penrith Panthers till the end of 2025. So shout out to Sonny Luke. That'll take him to about age 26, 27. 
I'd like to think that in that time, he's probably got a premiership under his belt with the Penrith Panthers, at least one, I would say. Uh, and I think he will be part of that team. And I, I do genuinely still think uh, that he can play an important role for the Penrith Panthers moving forward. And I think the longer this season goes, I do think the more important Sonny Luke will become. But I've been completely wrong about him up until this point, so I can completely understand why people would be laughing at that and rolling their eyes, which is fair play. But Sonny Luke, sign up for another two years. I've got a number of very very talented young hookers coming through the grades between Summerton, uh, Smith. There's a couple of very, very talented guys that are coming through at the Penrith Panthers, as there always is. So it will be interesting to see how it all plays out in the nine position. Our next story centers around the man of the moment, Benny Hunt. Uh... I think there are about nine. There might be 16 NRL clubs, uh, probably 17. You can put the Dragons back on there, who have Ben Hunt at the very top of their wish list. Now, uh, we'll talk about his new coach soon, Shane Flanagan, who obviously wants to play him at halfback, which is where Ben Hunt wants to be. But my question is with Benny Hunt is, does he stay at the Dragons where he's comfortable or does he want to go somewhere and try and win a premiership? Because I'm not convinced with Shane Flanagan they can win a premiership and I'm not, uh, and that's got nothing to do with Shane Flanagan to be completely honest with you. I think it's just got more to do with the Dragons, their culture and where they're at at the moment. I just don't think it can turn around quick enough for them to be able to win a competition in the next two, three years at max that Benny Hunt's got left in his career realistically. So I am, um, unfortunately for you Dragons fans, and you might not like to hear this, but I am rooting for Ben Hunt to leave the St. George Illawarra Dragons and go somewhere else and have a real crack at winning a premiership. Now, the options of where he could go, holy fuck, where where do you want to start, honestly? Um, I think you could go to the West Tigers on an absolute mozza, Luke Brooks. I think we'll talk about him soon in one of our other stories. He's not re-signing, so the Tigers are an option. Uh, the Canberra Raiders, they need a ball player. He could go down to the nation's capital with Ricky Stewart, play with Jamal Fogarty and do very, very well down there. The Sydney Roosters, they look like they're going through a bit of a transition period. There's another guy we'll talk about very soon who's been floated, but I'm hearing Ben Hunt to the Roosters is a serious possibility. The one I'm hearing stronger mail for is to the Bulldogs, though, which I think Ben Hunt with Matty Burton, Carl Lawapu coming off the bench, I would probably play him in the 13 jersey, to be honest with you, with Reid Marnie at nine, Stephen Critter at one. Wow, Canterbury would be a force. They'd be a force to be reckoned with. So Ben Hunt, he's got so many options, but the newest team to be thrown into the ring, and the report says, it's reported the Titans have made further inquiries around signing Ben Hunt and could offer him close to $1 million per season. Now, obviously, Kieran Foran, he isn't going to play forever. So for the Titans to be able to get their paws on a Ben Hunt would be huge for that franchise. You've got to remember as well that, you know, Ben Hunt's going into origin camp this week with Mo Fodawaka, with Fafita, with Tino, like a couple of Queenslanders in there, AJ Brimson as well, a couple of Queenslanders in there that, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure that there, there, there'd be a couple of conversations going on in Marone's camp about his future and where it could lie and whatnot. And if I was the Titans boys, and if I was coaching the Titans, I, I'd be sending my origin players in there to, to just get in his ear, just see where he's at, see, see if we're a chance, you know. Wouldn't be a bad forward pack to jump behind. Mo Fodawaka, Tino, Fafita. If you can land him on that left edge and give him Fafita, holy fuck, Ben Hunt and Fafita. Week to week, that could be unbelievable. Get a winger like Carm Piera on that edge. Uh, Sam Verrills, they've got the nine, so he could play seven. Uh, a lot of things to like about the Gold Coast Titans. You could play Benny Hunt on the left, Tanner Boyd on the right. This is all after Kieran Foran's career is done and dusted, of course. And then out the back, AJ Brimson. Um, you could have J- Jaden Campbell, so Tanner Boyd might not even be in the side. So I reckon the Titans could be quite appealing to Ben Hunt. Obviously, going home to Queensland as well could be something pretty special. So... A number of clubs that will be putting their hands up for the great Benny Hunt. 
And it will be very, very interesting. And for me, whichever club signs Ben Hunt, for me, I think they if they're a half-decent team who is just well-run, I think you put them into like premiership threat sort of categories all of a sudden. I think he's a real needle mover, Ben Hunt. And I would love no, – nothing would make me happier than to see Ben Hunt finish his career with NNRL premiership. Got so close in 15, obviously fell short. But fuck, he deserves it, and I would love to see him get a shot somewhere else. All right, our next story, Shane Flanagan. Flano has released a statement officially confirming he will become the Dragons' new head coach in 2024. And, of course, since then, the Dragons have confirmed that he will become the new head coach. So really interesting times. Uh, look, oh, I think Flanagan is a good coach. I think he's done the job before. He has done the job before. There's no doubt about that. I think that when you talk to former players, uh, they are very divided. I think the ones that have been successful with Flano absolutely love him. The ones that have played in unsuccessful teams with Flano, uh, it does become a little bit polarizing realistically. Uh, but I think Flano, he is a guy that has produced success on the biggest stages and you know, the reality is there aren't many guys like that. Uh, I know that he's had a bit of a checkered pass with stuff that's gone on at Cronulla and stuff, but he has already he has also got the runs on the board realistically and somehow took down, you know, I, I look at the 2017 Melbourne Storm side as probably the greatest team ever, one of the greatest teams ever. I'll give you the hop tip, the 2016 side is pretty damn good as well. So for him to take them down in that grand final, unbelievable circumstances. Um, yeah, pr- pretty incredible stuff. And he has shown... You know, you go back and have a look at that season that he is able to get the best out of guys. Val Holmes, Jack Bird, Benny Barber. I mean, he got the absolute best out of these guys. And I personally think he was one of the key figures in sort of changing the career of Paul Gallon, making him realize, hey, you're a middle forward, not a halfback. I need you to be the best middle forward you can possibly be on the field. And I do think it was a big part of trend, of the transition of the career of Paul Gallon. So I think it's a good signing by the Dragons. I think they've made a good move here. Is it going to be an overnight success? I have no doubt whatsoever that it won't be. It is going to take time. But I think the Dragons now need to go, okay, we've got a winner in our corner. We've got a guy that has been there and done it before. We're not taking a swing on someone. We've got a guy that's been in the building. We've had a guy that's won before. Give him five years. Give him five years to really build the roster, build the squad that he wants. Stand by him, support him. Don't make fucking bonehead decisions left, right, and center. Because I do think the Flano can be successful there. So very interesting times. Congratulations to Shane getting get, get, getting another coaching gig. Unreal to see. And hopefully we can start to see the mighty St. George Illawarra Dragons and the Red V return to where it should be in rugby league. Because right now, as far as pride and respect goes, they're a long way off where they should be. All right, two halfback stories to finish the podcast. First one is Luke Brooks. Luke Brooks has reportedly rejected the Tigers' two-year contract extension. He's expected to leave the club at the end of the season. Thank God. I've been saying this for years. Uh, Luke Brooks and the West Tigers, it is a marriage that not only didn't work, but it was never going to work. Yeah, not all mar- not all divorces are bad, and this one is a positive one. And thank God, thank God one of them has pulled the Band-Aid off. I do not care how well Luke Brooks plays in the next 10 weeks. I could not care less. He could go from absolutely nowhere to win a Dalian medal this year, and I would still say it is in the best interest of the Tigers and the and the Luke and Luke Brooks for him to leave. It just it hasn't worked for so long. There is just too much damage there. Cut ties. Cut ties. Both go your separate ways. I think the Tigers would have been happy to re-sign him because he is playing good footy. I get that. But if I'm Luke Brooks, I need to go somewhere else. And personally, I think the West Tigers, they're happy to re-sign Luke Brooks every single time when it's happy and sunshine for a month, but then the rest of it's an absolute shit fight. 
cut ties, both go your separate ways. I've said for a long time, I think Brooksy can be very, very successful at another club. And I'm hoping it's an NRL club. I really want to see Brooksy given another opportunity somewhere in the NRL to show what he can do because I don't think he's been given a fair crack. I know he's been there for a long time and he's always been first choice. He's never been in danger. I get where you're coming from. But the Tigers, they have just been a different kettle of fish for the last 10 years. And maybe the halfback's responsible for that. I think it's pretty evident that it's not down to the halfback. Maybe he hasn't helped at times, but I just think the whole place has been a fucking basket case for 10 years, and I think that has really held Luke Brooks back. Speaking of Mitchell Pearce, the Roosters are reportedly more than likely going to sign Mitchell Pearce from 2024 onwards. They view him as their 14 off the bench. Personally, I'd be more than happy to see Mitchell Pearce return to the NRL. Love to see him return at the Roosters and hopefully help them turn this shit around, but... I've just got to wonder where how it all fits in. Like, if he's their 14, sure. Where does Connor Watson fit? Where does – is Brandon Smith still your hooker? I'm not sure if he should be. Um, Victor Ragley's your 13. Where, do, where does that mean that Brandon Smith fits in? Where does that mean that Drew Hutchinson fits in? Where, where do all these guys fit? And who's your halfback? If Sam Walker isn't the guy you believe in in the future – um, why are we, I, I, I just, yeah, I don't know what, it just seems like a strange one to me that I really can't put my finger on. Uh, I'm not sure if they need Mitchell Pierce. If they do, I think Mitchell Pierce has to be the halfback. I think you back him in completely. You let him go. I think if you're going to bring Mitchell Pierce on to, where are you going to put him on? You can't really put him at 13. Look at all the lock forwards they've got at that club. It's fucking ridiculous. Can you bring him on at nine? Sure. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. He's not a hooker. Never really been a hooker. He could handle himself there 100%, but not really a hooker. I don't know. It just seems like an old one to me. I'd love to see Piercy come back for Piercy, but I'm just not sure he's a good fit in this side. Legends, my throat's about to go on me again, so I'm going to hit the frog and toad. But thanks for joining us once again on the Rugby League Guru Podcast. <laughs>